Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Theater Podcast, intimate personal conversations with the industry's biggest names. I'm your host, as always, Alan Seals, and our episode today is with Trent Saunders, T. Oliver Reed, and Eddie Noel Rodriguez, three people who play Hermes, two in the Broadway production, one in the national tour. This is the first time we've ever had an episode like this where we've had three different people playing the same role. Uh, I think we coined the term Hermesian. Hermesian? Hermes Hermes I? I don't know. We we <laughs> we figure that out. Uh they are three uniquely different guys all playing the same role across Broadway and national tour as I mentioned. They bring their own unique flavor to to the role and this speaks back to the creative team. We've actually heard this more than once now that the characters that they bring to stage are actually part of who they are in real life. They're encouraged to to make the character well, to bring themselves into the character, to make the character that much more unique. And also, side note, T was in the middle of trying to figure out if Trent was going to have to go on for Orpheus tonight, as we're as I'm recording it, recording this. So uh, we get to hear a bit of the amazing life of swings and understudies unfold in real time. So if you hear T sort of talking about checking with the stage manager and having to get up for a second and coming back, he's going to talk with the production team to figure out who's playing what tonight in the production. So that's lots of fun. Find me online on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast. Leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening now. And after a short break, here's the episode with Trent Saunders, T. Oliver Reed, and Eddie Rodriguez. We have not one, not two, but three guests with us today as we continue our amazing journey way down underground. From the national tour of Town, we have Eddie Rodriguez, who has been performing professionally since the age of 14 and was Emilio in the national tour of On Your Feet. From the Broadway cast, we have T. Oliver Reed, who's now with the addition of... Now with... Rewind. Who now with the addition of Town is... At his 13th Broadway credit. Also from the Broadway cast is Trent Saunders, who also has a whole slew of amazing Broadway credits, including Avita, the original Broadway cast of Aladdin and American Idiot. In their respective shows, they are all understudies for Hermes. They're Hermeses? Hermi? Hermeses? <laughs> anyway, Eddie, T, and Trent, welcome to the Theater Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We, we are all Hermesian, I think. I was starting to say I got my I got my playbill here and then right out of the top here oh what's this what's this oh I saw I saw you Trent I oh, saw no. you crush this role it was a couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago now that I saw it and and I want to start uh, I guess specifically with this in that the three of you are distinctly different people. You look distinctly different. You act distinctly different. You're all <laughs> approaching this role originated by the the incomparable Andre De Shields. So I guess, Eddie, let's start with you. When you're going on for Hermes, where where do you bring to the character that's different from anybody else? 
de la the flavorish Latino <laughs> vibe. Um, I think that's that's the most thing. That's the most important thing for my character, my Hermes, um, and having the the ability of actually in certain moments add some Spanish words that I actually ask Ooh. or uh, and I um, Rachel and Rachel ask Anais, and there's some moments that I can like live a little bit. So putting that for my Hermes meant a lot since the beginning. And having that approval from the creator, from the creative creative team, it was is just just a blessing. So, yeah. T, what about you? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's. I mean, it's a good question. I think for me, it's like one one the reason I I really wanted to do this show is uh, I wanted to be able to watch the process of of Andre the Shields and also Patrick Page and and, and who they are. So it, it's it is being able to to bring sort of our full selves into this character without it being, without it having to be a carbon copy of Andre, without it having to be a carbon copy of anyone, but just to be able to, to know the journey that, that Hermes wants to take us on to know that, you know, we are, we are narrating this the entire time and, and making sure the audience has all the information they need, but in the way that we each, in the way that we each tell the story in the way that we each sing in the way that we each stand on stage and, and accept the audience and accept the cast. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, for me, I mean, it's, it is, it is the beauty of, of having a show that doesn't require you to be that carbon copy, which is great. Mm-hmm. And Trent, of course, I've seen, I, I saw you, as I was saying, I've seen Andre uh, both perform completely different approaches to the same character. And uh, just there, there's a, there's the younger kind of uh, sassy, that you bring to the role, if I may be so bold, compared to Andre's very wise, very like, I am your boss kind of way that he brings his character to life. So is this a conscious choice or is this more of just who of more of who you are on the inside? I mean, I I, I would say yes, yes to both. You know, <laughs> there's a reality of of you n- none of us will ever be the whiz. You know, like Andre is, he, he, he is magnificent. He's a wizard, you know? Um, but what I will say is I, I was incredibly lucky as I was learning the show, the Hermes was the first track that I learned. I'm, I'm in the ensemble, I'm a worker, but the first track that I got to learn was Hermes because there was an awareness that I was going to be going on fairly recently within my run, um, or fairly early in my run with the show. But in my process, in the two weeks that I was learning it, I actually not only got to watch Andre, I also got to watch T. I also got to watch Anthony Chapman, who was one of the bodies that was being replaced as I was I was coming into the show. So I actually got a kind of wide, three incredibly different individuals who bring their hearts and their souls. You know, Eddie and T both both speak to the realities of like what it means to bring your essence, your soul, because the reality is Hermes is telling the story. So it's, it's based within whatever story teller is inside yourself. And for me, I think it was, there are obvious homages. Like I, I'm, I am embodying my receipt of Andre's energy because I don't want the show to go off kilter too much. I feel like part of my job as an understudy is to keep it within the same kind of world that he builds, but there's just a reality that it, it, you have to acknowledge the soul that you exist as. And Hermes is a particular character, but I will say across the entire show, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful 
a beautifully written piece and it allows you to embody yourself through these characters. Everyone comes on stage at the top of the show as themselves and we kind of all agree together to tell the story with who is on the stage, yeah. you know, and it's and it's really special that way. I was, I was just, with that with that with what Trent is saying, I think the one thing for for all of the 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 Hermes Hermes go into this. The only, the, the, yes, the Hermes the Hermesians. That the only, I mean, the only thing that we have to do, at least for our show, um, and Eddie, it may be different for you because of because of the tempo in which. Levi moves for us. It's like you don't have to move that fast because Andre doesn't move that fast. So you have plenty exactly. of time to to make the moments as opposed to I got to run over here. If you're running in our show, you're in the wrong place because Andre just doesn't move that fast. So you, we have time to to breathe and think and then move to the next thing, which is which is lovely. Yeah, in my case, I have that mix of of course Andre that I saw it twice on Broadway and then Levi have seen it every night. It's just and it's very different, you know. So I kind of have like this mix and combination but always putting my flavor in it because i like the posture i like the the pace and the wiseness of you know the the the, the way of andre brings the character and then the way that levi is more you know more like down here more a little bit more connected and more human so i kind of create uh, a combination of that and depending of the numbers as a storyteller i can switch a little bit and play with that but always bringing the shoulders and the hips <laughs> the the theme that you guys were just talking about i've heard um, i've talked to several other swings and understudies from from the broadway cast so far during this takeover uh and, and that's something that they've that i've heard repeated is that you're you're supposed to you're supposed to you're encouraged to bring yourself to the character like that's part of whatever character you you are whether what track no matter what track you're playing and so then, Eddie, speaking to the the tour aspect of mm-hmm. the production, when they're standing up a completely new cast compared to swinging or understudies in and out of of an existing cast, what was the process for for the national tour uh, standing that up? Um, do you know if it was any different from how they put the Broadway cast together in terms of saying, "Here's your mold, go for it," or was it still just start from scratch? Like now, you can bring in some Spanish words, you bring in the Latin feel. I mean, at least uh, since the beginning, Rachel was very like open for different options and possibilities, you know, and that was kind of nice. And since the beginning, she encouraged me to, yes, be myself, even including the accent. That it was a thing that is like, don't worry about the accent, just you're a storyteller. There's a reason why you're here. So feel comfortable with that. So at the beginning, when I entered to a show that is not, of course, it's not on your feet. It's not a Latin show, uh, and but it's so diverse and so rich that having that approval from the creative team calms you a little bit and lets you play a little bit more. So at least for the tour and everybody, including Will Mann, that is another understudy, he covers um, Hades and Hermes um, here on tour. Everybody's very different and can bring their own spirit because since the beginning, we got that approval. Guiding us, of course, of the base and the show and what we got from Broadway, but acknowledging that it was going to be different too. It's always fun. Mm. <laughs> I love that. And and so T and Trent, you guys both obviously are Hermesian, but T, you also understudy Hades, and Trent, you understudy Orpheus. What are those are on opposite ends of the vocal scale? <laughs> yes. Yes. So <laughs> I mean, like, hot damn. 
Anais, I, <laughs> I asked Anais once, I said, why did you write so high? And she goes, I didn't know I wasn't. I just wrote for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, so she, had, she didn't know what she, what she was doing in terms of the, the female-male differences in the voice. But So she wrote this beautiful, beautiful score that is just in the stratosphere, Trent. And I want to go back when you are on for Orpheus. I've got to see this because I loved you so much as, I mean, I'm sure I want to see all of you for that matter. But um, uh, so I guess is Hermes right in the middle in terms of, of the vocal vocal range? Is that like your standard tenor two sort of role or is it, where is that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, T, T of course knows this. I, I, I was originally cast as a, as a baritone voice part in the worker track in my, in my kind of ensemble track that I, cause I was taking over for Anthony and, and I think T within three days was like, mm, I'm, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that this guy should be singing in the baritone range. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I don't. First, first of all, let's be very let's be very clear. I don't. But, I don't um, speak up that high. That is a Trent voice. No, but there's kind of a uh, Hermes lives lives very naturally in my, in my instrument, and 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 more so than that, you know, I I, I think I'm able to bring my instrument to Hermes to expand in directions because there's flexibility in what Hermes wants to live in. You know, I certainly sing Hermes higher than Andre even does, you know, because I am bringing what I have. Um, and, and, you know, there are flavors that I know I can offer with my instrument, with my vessel that are different, that are unique, that are distinctly me. And, and I've been lucky enough to get a lot of chances in my career um, to, you know, you, you spoke of American Idiot and you spoke of Vita and, and I've gotten these kind of chances to, to scream at the top of my lungs and figure out kind of what, <laughs> one, what sounds good, but two, <laughs> where I want to live, you know, like what is the sound and the soul and the voice of, of, of Trent as storyteller and, and, you know, Orpheus is its own entity. And, and I would say the same kind of rule applies. Like, if you if you see me, my my sound is is not Reeve Carney's sound, um, without a doubt. But you know, again, it's it's there's a beauty to to the nuances of different individuals. They, there is such value, and and that's one of the things I I, I feel like about Hades Town is specifically there is such value in seeing the different takes on on this show, the different bodies and the different ways that this story moves you when there are differences, you know, because the core is so strong, the writing is so strong um, that, that then, you know, you learn, you just learn more. You just continue to learn more with different bodies. So I will say, I, I, yeah, it's 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 certainly a, a challenge. I, I Orpheus is is w maybe the hardest thing I've ever I've ever done, and Reeve Carney is a beast. I I, beast. I just don't understand <laughs> how he is as consistent. Like he's the model of consistency, and it's a thing that I it inspires me to strive for. You know. Wow. Yeah. I. I... Again, and the first time I ever heard the music, I was just like, that is impossible. This dude is not human. And and anyone who can sing that as well, um, mm -hmm. yourself included, also is not human. So it's nice to meet an actual god. You're welcome. So 
<laughs> so going back to your childhood, Eddie, you've been performing professionally since the age of 14. So talk me through that story. How did you get into that? Uh, I mean, long story short, of course, I started in all the talent shows and middle school, high school, everything. But professionally, I started with this folkloric dance company uh, from Puerto Rico called Jibaro de Puerto Rico. So we started dancing, but then they were doing original plays, original musicals. So that's when I started, you know, started dancing. Then, okay, I think you can sing this. So I started singing this. And okay, I have a character for you. So you start doing that. So with that company, I was there for 15 years of my life. And, but during that time, my first show in Puerto Rico as a, as a Broadway show was a Rent. We did Rent in 2009. And that was the first show that it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I, I want to do this from, you know, for a living. And even in Puerto Rico, sometimes we rehearse a lot for a few amount of shows, but that was my training. I studied telecommunications and minor in theater, and I was already working in theater. So, and after that, I keep traveling with the company. And the first show that I saw was Mamma Mia in Spain. The first like professional Broadway show, and it was in Spain. And Mamma Mia was like, boom, okay, definitely, I have to... There's, there's, there's so many opportunities for this. And that's, that's the show that kind of like blew my mind. So since that moment, you glossed over this. <laughs> yeah. I, you yeah. glossed over the telecommunications part, but that, that's what I'm like. Oh yeah. So I'm going to minor in tele or major in telecommunications, minor in theater, obviously two very distinct sides of your brain. Because I was already working in professional theater in Puerto Rico. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Let me just my, do my telecommunications degrees because I actually like TV and films and the technical part. Um, I'm, my side gig is just editing videos and recording stuff. So I have that under my belt. But then with the folkloric dance company, that was basically my training for singing, um, acting and everything. So I took advantage of that and seeing world too and the different opportunities uh, of, this, of this business and different cultures too, traveling, representing my island and Spain and Greece and Mexico. So that opened my mind in so many ways that I was like, just focus on this right, right now and you can keep doing whatever you want. That's smart. I mean, it, and it worked out for you too. So yeah. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> so, Thank you T, very much. T, you've been doing this for quite a long time as well, right? I mean, 13, this is now your 13th That's Broadway I'm credit. That's old. So <laughs> just I was trying to make a joke about how young you were, T, and I and I just couldn't I couldn't think fast enough. I was like, T's been thank been you. More, T's professional team too. I'll tell you, it's a child, a child actor, child actor. Yes, <laughs> he's been he's been uh, exactly. he's done one show a year since he was two. So yeah, he's Whoa. yeah yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, when did you get into performing? What drew you to this world? What drew you to the uh, world? I, I honestly, it was. When I was growing up, at that because I'm I'm a moment or two older than the the rest of you. It's like Turner Classic movies. <laughs> like every wiser. Saturday, they there was some. Thank you. They, but there there was some MGM movie musical that was on every every Saturday. So I was watching all those. And uh, growing up in right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, every time a tour came through, we went to see those touring companies. So it's like all of these things kept adding up. And then when I was nine years old. Uh, the one of the my guidance counselor who was on the board at our local little theater asked me if I would audition for a show they were doing there. And at that point, that was kind of it. Uh, it was I had the bug and I performed and was in shows through 
elementary school and junior high school and high school and then ended up at North Carolina School of the Arts uh, as a music major for college. It's really just classical voice that entire time. And then right out, out of school, Vicki Bussard, who was directing the national tour of Once in This Island, asked me if I would audition for it. I did, booked it, graduated on a Saturday, packed up a U-Haul on a Tuesday, was in rehearsal on a Wednesday. And that's kind of how all of that's kind of how how all of it started. And uh yeah, then a couple couple of, you know, non-equity tours and then then joining equity and then um it, it took I seeing guys and dolls on Broadway and I remember sitting up in the mezzanine and this is this is the one that of course you know Peter Gallagher and Faith uh Faith Prince and all and this and I remember seeing it and look looking at the stage or the mezzanine and going you're ready for this and like I knew in my head and it's like from that moment on it's like there was no questions like you're ready to be on Broadway and wow. then you know then, and then I found myself in, in a in an elevator the next day with Darren Lee who was in Guys and Dolls and I remember just going oh my gosh I'm in the elevator with Darren Lee and like you know out of my mind and you know but it's it that's that's how it all started for me and I mean I've, I've, I've been fortunate like I've worked with a lot of like really really spectacular people and and learn from them on on the journey as well but yeah it was it it kind of just kept steamrolling and and, and as you as Andre always says universe is conspiring with you i feel like the universe kept leading me back to this because there were plenty of moments of yeah i don't i don't want to do this anymore or i need i need a moment away from it but it kept pushing back in this direction yep oh, i've got i've got so much to add to that okay but i want to hear Trent. i want to hear your story first well, I, I'm, I, I come from a, a, a family, uh, uh, it's a family affair for, for me. I actually have, have three siblings who are professionals, um, in New York as well. Growing up, we were, we were musicians. We like, we sang and we played instruments and my mom was actually a music director. So we would sing in, in the church choir. And I, and for me, I feel like I was adjacent to it. Wow. Goodness. Suddenly I'm losing my voice. Who knew? Um, nope, that's not what's happening. Don't you worry. I just need. I just need. I just need a sip of water, tea. Don't no, you no, worry. no, 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 sir. Worry. Not, a, not at all. She was just saying. It was tired. It was not today, Satan. Not today. Anyway, um, so, so when I, but I digress. When I was twelve years old, uh, <laughs> there was a community theater production of West Side Story, and I always hold this because I was the first one to audition for a musical in my family. I was a little boy. I sang Where is Love from Oliver. I didn't have a monologue, even though you were supposed to bring a monologue in. I got a call back and I went to my my sibling, Heath, and I was like, Heath, you got to audition too. So Heath goes in next day, auditions with his song. They they get called back with me. And then before I know it, we're in callbacks. And I and my tiny, you know, 12-year-old self, they were like, we cannot put this child on stage to get into street fights in West Side Story. I was, it was me and my friend Adam were the only two male bodies that did not get cast. And so my sibling got cast and, uh, and, and then a person dropped out of the show. So they called my eldest brother and asked him to be in the show. That was the mistake because then it was hooked. I was like, "Oh, okay, so we're gonna cast cast with my siblings." But then from from then on, I was I was really I was really hooked, and, and honestly, I I 
it was really an incredible community theater to get access to. It was called Studio East in Kirkland, Washington. Um, and, and I got to do like four musicals a year. I, I think my, my all, all between the five of us, uh, we were five different five years. So we're all very close in age. And between the five of us, by the time we would all graduated high school, we'd all done over 75 musicals. And yeah. And so we, we just kind of lived and breathed it um, for a really long time. My, my eldest brother's still in Seattle and is a, and is a choir teacher, but my, my sibling Heath is in company um, on Broadway right now. Um, and my sisters are, are, you know, around and, and in the biz, my, my sister Alana made her Broadway debut with Harry Potter, um, and the cursed child. Um, so I'm just kind of lucky I've been surrounded by it. Um, and I've kind of gotten to have my family slash my best friends slash my coworkers, um, near me all the time to, to keep, as T said, you kind of have to have this you know, the universe conspiring and, and the universe inspired by giving me my family. Um, and, and I really have just, have felt incredibly blessed. You know, I, I, I went, I went to college for it at university of Miami. I, I booked American idiot straight out of college. Um, went on tour with that while I was on tour, I got cast in the original Broadway company of Aladdin. So I got to move to New York to make my Broadway debut in an original Broadway cast, um, and did that for six years. Um, so 2000 performances of Aladdin later, and here we are in Hadestown. Um, so I, I, yeah, it's been a, it's been a really wild ride and, and, uh, I, I've been incredibly blessed and feel incredibly lucky. Um, also to get, to get to share, you know, my experiences with incredible artists such as T. Oliver Reed right over here. At least he's over here for me on my, on my he could be here. Uh, he might be there. I don't know. I'm gonna find him. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will I will give you your your five dollars when I see you in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love how both of you mentioned the universe conspiring with you or for you because you hear people all the time who are down on their luck, the universe is conspiring against me. Grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. And I believe that, I, I, well, I believe that if you're open to embracing the opportunity, if you're open to the chance as it is presented to you, that you can create your path as you want it to, right? So you pick and choose the good things and, and sort of try to block out the bad things. Was there ever a point that any of the three of you can remember where you were like, I got to make a choice right now. And if I go one way, this will happen. If I go another way, it probably won't. I, I, I honestly, I think that's a daily, <laughs> daily thing. I mean, you know, some days, are, some days are easier than, than others. There's some days it's the, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other and knowing that this is a part of the journey. Some days are, I mean, I, I had four years when I, I was doing Mary Poppins that, that I was also working as a talent agent because I just didn't think I wanted to do it anymore. Really? So I was I was working in the office from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and then going into a Mary Poppins at night. And on on two show days, I'd be in the office from 9 until 12 or 12.30, go do the matinee, go back for an hour after the matinee, then go back to do the evening show. Uh, and wow. I realized it wasn't something I wanted to do, but it was just that I, need, I needed not. to know for my... Oh, yes, I did. For four oh my years. God. But it's that thing, you're like, you just need to figure out exactly 
you know, where it is you want to be and what it is you want to do. And if you can, and if, if, if you love this thing so much that you don't want to do any of the other, any of the other parts, uh, and it, it was figuring that out. But once you figure that out, it's like, it's like that aha of like, okay, now I, now I can refocus myself. Now I can, now I can go through all of this that I'm going to have to go through because it's work. Uh, it, and it is show business and it is dealing with lots of personalities and it's dealing with the voices that sometimes want to tap you and say, no, you're not, you're not the right one when, when the universe is telling you that you are. And for me, it's like following, listening to the universe and saying, I'm going to continue down this road because I know this is where I'm supposed to be. And I'm ready for any of the obstacles. Uh, I'm listening. Uh, Paul, the stage manager is sending me texts at the same time. He's saying it's getting worse. <laughs> uh -oh. oh my so God. I, so uh, I'm, Hold one second. Let's. I'm saying if I. I'm gonna. Okay. Uh, Another day. Okay. No, uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're fine for a second. Trent, just keep warming up. Oh yeah, here we are. Welcome. Okay. This is. <laughs> listen. This is. This is theater. This is. This is theater, kids. This is uh, the daily stress it, it, that we have it as is, the swings and understudies. Yeah. <laughs> it is the daily. And for us, you know, we we thought that we were done because a majority of the cast uh, went through this. Got it in. In December, uh, and it's also it's just that thing. It's like, of course, as soon as the man the mask mandate is lifted, we're going back oh. into this again. Oh God! So right. we'll see. Also, like to be fair, we've replaced so many people since December. It's been it's been yeah. a pretty consistent turnover for the past mm. ever, and yeah, and so it, it's it's new bodies, and 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 the reality is, this is a thing that we're going to have to live with for the rest of time. So. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's. I'm just glad that we have we have incredible, flexible, uh, generous uh, individuals who have joined our company who, <laughs> who are who are fully <laughs> just just having to make it work and 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 of course we're here. These been doing it long enough that that we just we roll. <laughs> we're gonna take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. I want to touch on this. So obviously this, as we're recording this episode, uh, it's, it's early evening and the matinee, I mean, the evening show hasn't, hasn't been announced yet. It's as we were starting to talk before we were recording, there's been mm -hmm. possible COVID tests, uh, that have come back positive in the cast. So like now Trent, you're saying you might be going on. We don't know. It's, you know, so after this airs, after this episode airs, we will have known if you have gone on or not, but now in the moment, <laughs> yeah. Like for the three of you as swings and understudies, again, side note, shout out to swings, understudies, standbys, and alternates. They keep this industry going. Full stop. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Yep. So now as you're sitting here waiting for the news, wondering if you need to go practice your guitar for tonight's show, <laughs> are, is this just another day or are you like, are you, do you get little butterflies anywhere still? Or like, do you, I feel like no matter how comfortable I ever got, with any role, I still had that nervous pee that I had to do three times yeah. before going on stage. I I will specifically say that Orpheus makes me want to pee. That's that <laughs> I that's a very specific role that that is more nuanced than than yeah. maybe any role I've done before. Yeah. Hermes feels like I don't know. No, Her Hermes because and this show's been running for 
uh, you know, more than two years now, and it's it's still not comfortable. I, it's finally in these past couple of weeks gotten to a place where it's like, oh, yeah, it, it feels much easier now because he says the same sentence 800 times in slightly different ways. So it's always mm-hmm. remember that. And even and he's on stage the entire time. So there's still moments that I'm like, okay, this is the next line. This is the next line. This is the next line. After two and a half years, just just because you want to make sure you want to make sure that you are doing your part in in telling the story, uh, but it, it definitely finally is is feeling like oh I I can really I can really now sit back a little more without without missing anything without losing anything and and having the moments that you know the moments that that Hermes and Hades have and the looks that Hermes and Persephone have mm-hmm. and not and not missing them and really be be as present as possible. And 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 not have myself stressed out and and feeling like oh crap, I I needed to pee right before I walked on stage and now you're on stage for the next hour and a half needing to pee. Yep. <laughs> because Hermes is always there. Yeah. <laughs> Two yeah. hours and a half on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Eddie has oh, COVID been, it, been? Oh, go ahead, Eddie. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was gonna tell because last week on Thursday I went on as Hermes and I got the call in the morning. We had two shows that day here. And in the morning, at like 10 a.m., 10 a.m. Paige, our stage manager, is like, you're on. And I was like, okay, well, worker, who? And he's like, no, Hermes. And I'm like, what? So I haven't <laughs> been on since December for Hermes. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So it was like, okay, let's let's just, and I, I'll automatically, in my case, yes, you get in like prep mode. So I do my breakfast in the morning, work, work out, uh, warm up. I always have like this uh, like checklist of reviews of each track. That in my moments that I, I know that I need to like figure it out very well and be self-conscious about it. But it always happened when you go on stage, it's like, oh, okay, I'm Hermes. So, and there, there were two moments specifically that happened that you're thinking like, what's next? Like, like Trent says, but because the memory muscle, muscle memory is there, it's literally like, you feel like you're like vomiting the words because you listen <laughs> to it eight times a week. So, you know, it's there, but Sometimes if you're not extremely focused or in it, it's like, ah, and then comes out. So it happens, but it was, it was, it's always fun. Yeah. I love the, the science behind, behind how the brain works too, in, in that memory and recollection are two different, uh, Mm -hmm. yes, recall and recollection are two different centers of your brain, right? So if you have to speak it, it's a different part of the, you know, so you can yes. learn to speak something versus re- learn to recognize something. So yeah. I, I love that, you know, those two connections have to come together and the, the, yeah, the vomiting of the words is like at the yeah. last possible <laughs> moment it comes out and you're like, Oh, my body just did that. Okay, cool. It's yes. buried in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And sometimes oh, no, the workers, was- because we have to cover the, the workers too. Sometimes we're like, when you go on stage, it's like, okay, worker five, worker five, worker five, because it's so easily to go to the worker four. And I'm like, oh, I'm not in the right position. Okay. So <laughs> it's always no. fun. Eddie, when I tell you like that, and oh, so, so Trent knows like, and I, and I keep, for some reason, I, I have kept people's name, original cast members' names in my head. So everyone, so I'm like, oh yeah, so you can wear Offer when Offer hasn't been in this show for about 12 years. So <laughs> nobody knows who she actually is. It's like, so for me to remember, it's like, no, just Worker 3, Worker 3. No, yes. Worker 4, Worker 4. Yeah. That, you know, there's a funny, funny anecdote on that. I, when I when I went, I, I was in Evita in the UK, and I the, the costume, the people who built the costumes for Evita had built the costumes for Aladdin. 
And so all of them knew who I was because they were like, you're purple. They didn't know my name. They didn't like, like, but they all knew who I was because my face is the face that goes around with all of the productions of Aladdin because I'm the original purple, purple. marketplace costume. And it's just so funny how that, how that is pervasive in that way. <laughs> what I do want to say though about, about Hermes specifically is that there is something and maybe this is just a personal thing because I don't know. I'm, I I love I love the power of Hermes. I, I love I love like it's it's intoxicating getting to walk on stage at the beginning of the show and look in directly into the audience's eyes and watch them start losing their 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 shit a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. because they just kind of squirm and it kind of puts you in this reverse position, right? Which I think for me. It allows allows for me to keep keep my cool a little bit more because I feel like it most of the time the dynamic is one of very clearly you're being watched when you're on stage when you're performing a role um but when you're being Hermes you whatever happens is intentional because you are the one telling the story <laughs> that actually the the situation of covid that hit us on January actually we had to cancel two weeks we ended up uh, we went to New Orleans that was New Year's you know we had fun uh, it was a great week but then after that two cases three cases four cases and then suddenly there was no Hermes and I was the only Hermes that was going to be performing for two weeks but then suddenly we lost our covers for Eurydice and that was like there's no show so they decided to cancel so Houston we didn't perform in Houston and Austin So we uh, we started again in Dallas for two weeks, but it was rough. Yeah, I was going to ask you uh, with the tour. Like in New York, it's all sort of here. Um, it's one cast, one locate, you know, one cast more or less, and one location. So I think I don't know if that's easier to control or harder to control in terms of keeping your cast sort of clean, uh, clean and away from from the nasty germs. But right. like on the tour for you, is it is it uh, sort of a, a, a different scenario where you guys have even more strict kind of rules or, or different I mean, sort of thing? Depend, depending on the states, I mean, they have different laws and different rules. Uh, but most, at, at least for the theater rules, it's the same in every city, no matter what. We have to wear our mask backstage. We have to get tested every day, depending on the level of COVID. Like right now, we're only testing three times a week. And uh, no, four times a week. And two of those are like P, uh, PCR tests. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always have to send a picture to the COVID person, like uh, Nate, that is the manager of COVID here. And um, yeah, to make sure. But because we have that breakout in January, basically everybody from the cast already had it, kind of. There's a few survivors, to put it that way, but I hopefully we don't have another breakout for a long time and we don't need to cancel any other uh, cities. T, what's the, what's the latest? Uh, we, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to figure it out. Um, there's, there, there's, there's a lot going on around here. Someone, someone who's out sick and then a couple people who may be out sick. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, like this. Have, listen, have, have you ever done a show a show on on the road that only had one worker? <laughs> we were very close. We were very close in January to start doing a show with only three workers. It was it was going to be interesting, but no. Yeah. Oh oh boy. It's, we well, shall see. We shall see. All right. Well, I know you're busy. 
Let's. I respect all your time. I want to wrap up here with three questions that I ask everyone to end the episodes, and so I'll ask all three of you. Each get to answer. So we'll start with Eddie. You first. What motivates you? What motivates me? Um, my country, Puerto Rico, uh, and the talent that is in the island. And if there's any way that I can inspire the, all that talent from the island and keep helping them to pursue their dreams like that keeps me going on as a latino person yeah Mm, love that trent what about you the concept of a story and the power of a story in in the world at large um is a profoundly it, it kind of has an endless reach in in my mind you know even even when I, I was listening to this to this podcast daily where they're talking about um, Volodymyr Zelensky and how he was a, a, a performer who was performing the part of the president before he became the president of, of Ukraine. And part of him being such an incredible president is his capacity to to communicate, is his capacity to tell a story. And and for me, kind of what's inspirational, what's motivational about, about what it is that we do and what's the beautiful intersection about getting to do it through the story that we, we all three of us on this call get to tell every night is that there's this beautiful ability to incept um, into people's brains. You, you, can, you can place ideas that would never, in the most subtle way, and, and you can create connections in fairly singular ways, you know, that you can't really get in any other form of communication. Um, and so, yeah, long-winded, but stories. Cool. T, what about you? Uh, I, 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 yeah, a bit of what Trent, what Trent has said. I think, I think the, it is for me the, the what we do and, and how it can, how it can change people's lives. If even for the the two and a half hours that they're in the theater, um, it's I mean the beauty of this show and it's is something that that we all know because Hermes says says it we're going to sing it again and it's it's this idea for me it's like until we learn the lessons we need to learn we will continue to tell this story we will continue to go through what we're going through we're con- we will continue to com- have conversations about global warming until we fix it we will continue to have conversations about war until we understand that they actually don't do us any good at all. We'll continue to do these until as human beings, we learn this story. Hermes goes over and over in this show. He says the same thing over and over and over again. He tells us, Orpheus is going to turn back. Not in those words, but he says many, many times, watch what's going on. This is going to happen next. And this is going to happen next. And it's not until we actually see this turn of Orpheus looking back that that you hear the audience, because it's like it's almost like they've forgotten. And then it's like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. He told us in the first song this was going to happen, but it's that moment that we're we're able to we're able to we're able to help the audience sort of pull away from everything and just really invest themselves in this journey that Orpheus and Eurydice are taking for that amount of time. And uh, that's I mean I worked with um, uh, his name's Sean McCord. He was at, uh, on on Mary Poppins as well, and he always said that we were magic makers. And it's the thing that's one of those things that has stuck with me. We are magic makers, and that we can we can spin these webs, and that we can make people suspend themselves for two and a half hours, no matter what's going on in their lives. That is that's the inspiration I think for me. 
Mm. So then, Trent, next question for you. What advice would you give to your younger self? Did you just like toss that out like I'm supposed to just... just... Good God. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hold on. Um, no, I, uh, I mean, actually, kind of. Um, <laughs> breathe. Um, breathe and keep moving through it. Because you're gonna learn. It's 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 unstoppable. You you will continue to learn, no matter what happens, and and most of the time you will survive. Um, so breathe and keep moving. Mm, I like it. Okay. I did like a whole long, long, long answer last time. This time I'm like, you get three words. <laughs> That's great. All right. T, what's your advice for yourself? Uh, my advice for myself is an easy one. Uh, stay, stay out of luxury brand stores and spend all your money when you're young. <laughs> did a lot of that. <laughs> Listen. Listen, it's it's a thing. It's like, again, it's like, you know, you're, you're, on, you're on Broadway and you think, oh, I'm just going to do all this stuff, spending this, going out, drinking every night. Everything's like, no, <laughs> no. That, sh- that, that show will close because all shows at some point, but to, and to make sure that you are ready for, for the lean times, which I think, you know, we all, we all found ourselves in that, you know, over the past couple of years, but to be ready for, for all that theater brings, which, you know, amazing highs, but also some can be treacherous lows. And, and if you, if you are ready for those, then you, you can make it through and you can, you can find your way back to where we are right now. So stay out of Prada. Stay out of those stores. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real, though. You turn a fierce look, T. Well, <laughs> tis true, tis true. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, what's your advice for yourself? Uh, trust yourself more. Trust the journey that you have, that you're going to go through. Um, learn from everyone. Even if it's a bad lesson, you're going to learn from that and take advantage of it for your life and uh, keep moving on no matter what people says. I love it. All right. Last question. Hardest one. And uh, T, I'll start with you because it's your turn now. If you could only see one show for the rest of your life, you can see it as many times as you want. What would you see? <clears throat> uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it actually is going to be this one. Uh, Alan, much much like you, like you, when I first heard this, this that that recording from New York Theater Workshop, I, I listened to nothing else for about three months. And it, it was listening that I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to do this show. There's there's not a, there's not a choice for anybody. You're doing this show. Uh, this this would without a doubt be the show that I would be OK listening to and seeing over and over. Beautiful. Eddie, um, I have to make an echo of those words, because honestly, when I saw the show, I went by myself and I was crying, basically, especially the second act. And that moment that it, it always gets me when uh, Hades, you know, shows the flower even when I'm on stage and since I have to control myself. But when I saw that show, like it was, I always said that it was, it would be fun to be part of it and look how we are right now. So definitely Hades town is, is there. All right, Trent, what would you say? Wow. Well, now all these Hades town answers have come out and I was feeling nostalgic <laughs> feeling like I want to say Hades town. And, and, um, and, and now it's been plucked from my mouth. Um, I'm going to say, <laughs> This is, this is, this is, we're going to go there. Um, I have a deep, profound love for the soundtrack of Les Mis. There we go. I said it. It's out. It's oh. out there. 
Yeah. Uh, I've I've heard it, and and I, and I think it's partially because I've participated in it from a number of of roles. I've I've been on the stage, but for me, and and most kind of important in my part, I've been in the pit, and I and I played the show. So I I like if we're talking about like getting immersed in the score, that's that's a score that I I have been immersed in and have deeply appreciated. But Hades Town. T, T said it. I, I I did the same thing when I when I saw Hades Town. I listened to it again and again and again Jeez. for for mm-hmm. months. It was the only thing I listened to. It's it's really wild how it has that capacity to to get in there. I love that. Yeah, that's it's beautiful, and I agree with all of it. You, I, I and wonderful advice too. So T, where can we find you online? Uh, you, you can find me online at, at T. Oliver Reed on Instagram. Uh, same thing on Twitter. And you can see me on, on if, if you if you like a morning wake-up show on Tuesdays, Thursdays at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 11, I do a wake-up with everyone. Uh, you know, we we I wish everyone a... Their birthday is on the day. We have a little scripture to get people out in the world on their on, on their right foot. And, you know, nice. as we talk about, you know, pop culture and politics and anything else, because I, I found while we were in, in, especially in the pandemic, like people needed something to connect themselves. And uh, it's, it's a lot of just having, you know, you know, 15 minutes or a half hour for people to actually connect before they have to, like, get out into the real world. Hmm. Trent? Uh, I am on Instagram at Trenson, T-R-E-N-S-A-U-N, um, and you can look up, you can actually see what my, my whole my whole family, we're under the website, The Saunders Collective, um, that's my last name, The Saunders, S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S, um, we, we, we do lots of things, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm often not that active on, on social medias, but I, I'm so grateful for the support always and i appreciate people looking looking out <laughs> all right eddie where- maybe look out for an announcement later <laughs> yep that's hey, right. take that story <laughs> <laughs> eddie where can we find you in my case um for instagram and twitter it will be at eddie noel r eddie noel r and facebook too it's the same thing for everybody eddie, all, yep. all the platforms and of course, get tickets to Hades Town on Broadway and the National Tour everywhere. You yeah. can see it multiple, multiple times. You can get more of me at theaterpodcast.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and even TikTok. I don't have posted anything there yet. At theater underscore podcast. Leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. This has been edited by Well-Rounded Hoodlum Productions. Thank you to Jukebox the Ghost for intro and outro music. And T, Trent, and Eddie, the Hermesians, thank you for this wonderful conversation. Thank hey, you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks so much, Alex. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.